There is power, power, wonder-working power in the rankings. This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Was that sacrilegious? I don't think it was sacrilegious. I, I, I hope it wasn't. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. Welcome to Locked On Big 12. Happy Monday, everybody. Thanks for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. We're going to kick this puppy off with the power rankings, then midseason grades. Where is your team? What are we giving you? What, what grade are we giving you here? And then Oregon State and Washington State to the Big 12 or the ACC. There are new, there's new expansion news. New news. And I'm not leading with it because it's a dead horse. We keep just pounding on that thing, which OSHA, is it OSHA? OSHA probably wouldn't care about that. Uh, PETA, they don't want you to beat a live or a dead horse. <laughs> hey, uh, number 14. You know what? No, let's start with number one. It's easy, right? Number one and number two are easy. Number one, Oklahoma in this week's Locked On Big 12 Power Rankings. Dylan Gabriel is good at the whole quarterback thing. Number two is Texas. We get those out of the way. We get those out of the way. Out of sight, out of mind. We don't care. Nobody cares. All right. Oklahoma, I actually care a lot more about you. If Oklahoma goes to the college football playoff, if Oklahoma wins a national championship this season, I will tout the crap out of that. And I implore you, new guys, BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, Houston, you haven't been here. You don't know the dynamic. It, it's a lot tougher to hate OU than it is Texas. So if we can all band together and say, you know what, OU, fine. You can be number one. Texas, you get to stink. That'd be awesome. Number three, Kansas State. How did we get here? In the roundabout way, or Kansas State at once upon a time was just like, you know, eighth. You're like, oh, what a disappointing team. They're back at third in the power rankings. They lost to Oklahoma State last week, but now that loss isn't so bad. A top five Big 12 team, Oklahoma State, Kansas State third in the Big 12 power rankings with Avery Johnson at starting quarterback. That freshman is electric. Number four, and I kid you not, this is driving me insane, and I don't know what's happening. Just four weeks after their head coach almost got in a fight with a crackhead outside of a stadium, Iowa State. Iowa State is number four in the Big 12 Power Rankings. They just be winning football games. They lost to Ohio that one time, and then they were like, you know what? <laughs> half of our team's gone. Half the, the skill guys from the offense, you know, half is not true, but a lot of the guys are gone for the betting thing. Let's just win anyway. Number five, this is going to be the greatest version of 9-3 and three, Mike, and Gun- Mike Gundy ever. Oklahoma State. They are, again, this team that was just so bad a couple of weeks ago is good now four and two overall two and one in big 12 play i have their over on wins this season which is like six and a half oklahoma state this week not only are they top five in the big 12 they're top five my power rankings coming in at number five now we've given you the top five oklahoma texas kansas state iowa state oklahoma state you've seen that byu has dropped out of that tcu is getting closer to that we'll get to them right here in a second kansas state iowa state back in but a lot of shakeup with kansas and west virginia dropping texas tech really low on the list this week let's go to number six though tcu look man i like josh hoover i like josh hoover and i think he gives tcu an opportunity to win games it seems like uh, the Chandler Morris kid and things that I've heard from people within the program or who cover the program, it's a bit of a turd. Some guys, it's just tough for the team to rally around them. And, you know, of course, like if that became a popular rumor, people started talking about how, oh, this kid might be a turd. Then the head coach comes out and he addresses it. And he's like, whoever spread in that room where they are wrong and we support him fully because they're supposed to say that right. But I don't know. I've heard from a couple people who are like, hey, you know, I've I been on campus, been around the guy. 
He's just not universally loved. So maybe you got a kid, a freshman like Josh Hooper that everybody really likes, who can propel you to a good season. TCU at six this week. I think they are dangerous in the Big 12 still, despite a two and two start, mediocre start in conference play. Number seven, Kansas. Round out the top half of the Big 12. It is Kansas. Despite their loss last week, we probably should have been giving Kansas a little bit more press at five and one this year. Their lone loss outside of the Oklahoma State game is to Texas. Kansas is on the top half of the Big 12. They come in at seven this week after a road loss against an Oklahoma State team that now they will actually give Ollie Gordon the ball seems pretty good. Number eight, having just lost to the worst team in the Big 12, or so we thought, West Virginia. The West Virginia Mountaineers, I still think C.J. Donaldson is one of the best backs in this league. Garrett Green looked like a top two, three quarterback in the Big 12 this week. Your defense just really, really stunk. You need some guys back. You need to get everybody healthy. West Virginia at eight. That might be generous. They were at three last week. Was that an overreaction? I wouldn't say so. They beat Texas Tech and TCU, both good teams. West Virginia at eight after a road loss to Houston. This conference is nuts. Number nine, the BYU Cougars. I am. Uh, I told you, and I stick. I stick by this. Every one in every Keaton Slovis, one in every seven Keaton Slovis passes, is an NFL holy cow stop the presses pass. One in every Keaton Slovis pass, I could throw. Just spikes it in the ground, throws it over a guy, throws it right to a defender, and you think, oh, <laughs> that's not good. And the other five are normal quarterback throws. He's not elite. He is just good. Keaton Slovis, BYU at number nine. There is no running game. And because there's no running game, just guard the passing game and watch them lose. They might not win another game if they can't figure out the running game. Now that everybody has collectively decided, hey, we'll just stop the pass, and then they can't do anything. Number 10, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. This one's shocking. This is a Texas Tech team that I had in the Big 12 championship game. They have a loss to Wyoming. They are 3-4 and four overall, below 500. I would have been shocked if they went 8-4 and four this season. I had them in the 9-10-11 win range in the regular season with wins against Oregon, obviously Wyoming. Uh, and now sitting at 2-2 two and two in Big 12 play doesn't completely bury you, but 3-4 and four overall does. Like nationally, no respect for Joey McGuire and company in year two for that program. Texas Tech at number 10, and very disappointingly so. You could argue they're higher, and I think some people would put them higher in their power rankings. The reason I have Tech at 10, though, is because they are down to zero quarterbacks. Baron Morton, he comes back and he's good. Then, okay, uh, maybe we reevaluate. But even when Baron Morton was in, he wasn't, he wasn't that impressive. He really wasn't. 11, coming out of the cellar this week, the Houston Cougars. Hey, hey, look, I can't overreact. You did lose to Rice, who lost to UConn, the worst team in the FBS. You, you, but you won. You won. You have lost by a lot of points against Big 12 teams, but finally you got the first win of the new guys against the old Big 12. So for that, I put Houston at 11 this week above UCF, Cincinnati, who have yet to been placed, and of course Baylor. They're at number 12. You could probably flip UCF and Cincy at 12 and 13. Number 12, UCF, John Rice Plumley. That situation, if he's healthy, maybe it's a different story for UCF, but they're just really, really struggling 
in Big 12 play. The Knights, to this point, I have above Baylor, who they lost to, because I just think they're the better team. If that game's played 9 out of 10, 8 out of 10 times, UCF probably wins. They are at number 12. If John Rice Plumley's back and healthy, it's a different story. Number 13, Cincinnati. This is a pretty big, big disappointment, too. They have an All-American on the defensive line. Uh, Emory Jones looked so good early in the season. You beat Pitt, who turned out to be kind of fraudulent. And you just haven't been very competitive in Big 12 play. Even the ones like I watched the entire Oklahoma game, thought Cincinnati would win. And it was competitive, but you still lost by 14 points. Cincinnati at 13. And then at 14, a team that might have to expedite the process on firing a coach who won them the Sugar Bowl. Try to make it make sense in your brain. It doesn't make a lot of sense in mine. Dave Aranda is supposed to be one of the best coaches in this conference. I think he is X's and O's wise. They got killed without any any pushback against Texas Tech. Uh, they, they have really just not looked good, aside from one quarter. Well, that fourth quarter against UCF, I cannot give Baylor any credit, uh, or very little credit at least, for playing one good quarter of football this season. They're the number 14 team in the Big 12. Number one, Oklahoma. Two, Texas. Three, Kansas State. That feels kind of objective. Maybe you put Iowa State at three. Iowa State falls at four for me. Number five, Oklahoma State. That's wild, guys. Iowa State, Oklahoma State are in the top five. TCU at 6, Kansas at 7, West Virginia still a big surprise at 8, BYU at 9, Texas Tech at 10, 11 Houston, 12 UCF, 13 Cincinnati, and Baylor at 14 in this week's Locked on Big 12 Power Rankings. Coming up, midseason grades for each team here on Locked on Big 12, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Athletic Brewing Company gives you near beer. These are brews that are non-alcoholic. Look, yesterday was Sunday. I drank a ton. I watched the Texas Rangers play the Houston Astros. But it was all non-alcoholic beers, right? Sunday. That's what, that's what Sundays are for, for those brews. A- Athletic Brewing Company has over 50 kinds, sours, goldens, IPAs, craft non-alcoholic beer fit for all times, tackling work, working out, watching a big game or the kids game. No, no hangovers. No hangovers. Put it in your Stanley Cup. Drink it at the Pee Wee football game. Find it in stores, online, at bars around the country. Online. What is your, what's your favorite athletic brewing company beer? If you've gotten one, drop it in the comments. Would love to know. Right now, use code Locked On on their website to get 15% off your first online order. That is Locked On at checkout for 15% off athleticbrewing.com. Athleticbrewing.com, 15% off, code Locked On. Near beer exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company fit for all times. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, let's grade out these teams so far this season. We're at the midway point. Most teams have played six games. A couple of you guys have gotten seven in there. Let's talk grades and why I got to the conclusion on some of these. We will go in the exact same order that we did the power rankings. So Oklahoma at one, they grade out at an A+. And that one was not challenging. Dylan Gabriel has been 
uber impressive. The Oklahoma defense has stepped up when it needs to. And uh, overall, they feel like the best suited team to me right now, especially after the Texas win, to win in the postseason, to win a Big 12 championship again, get back where they've been. There are guys on this roster who have played in the Big 12 title. Oh, only a few now are left because it's been a little bit. Um, I, I think Oklahoma, though, in the playoff, they've, they've shown they can win it in late-game scenarios. Dylan Gabriel's a very old, mature quarterback. Oklahoma, A+. Texas, you won on the road against Alabama. You're a solid A. I struggle not to go A-plus as well with Texas. Somebody had to go A. Somebody had to go A-plus here. And Texas lost to Oklahoma. Very close as it was. Puts them in an A territory. This is an NFL team. This is a, and and somebody, you know, they obviously wouldn't beat an NFL squad. But this is a team built with a bunch of NFL players. Texas is very impressive. They just lost. Kansas State. B-minus. I didn't think you'd lose to Missouri, which turns out to be not such a bad loss. But I also didn't think you'd lose to Oklahoma State. I, I thought Kansas State would very, very handedly be in Arlington at the end of this season. And they're a B-minus team right now. Avery Johnson's been a good quarterback. I, I think he needs to get the bulk of the snaps over Will Howard now because of what he showed. And you know what? If Avery Johnson can't get it done consistently, throw Will Howard back in there. B-minus for Kansas State. And, and to me, I use the word disappointing because I had really high expectations for Chris Kleiman this year. Iowa State, B+. Where this was once an F a couple of weeks ago when your head coach almost got in a fight with a random fan outside of a stadium, it's now a B plus because Iowa State salvaged the season that an analyst came on this show, an Iowa State fan and analyst came on this show, and she said Iowa State could go 1-11, 0-12, 3-9, State very impressed with what they put together, B+, because they, they did lose to Ohio, but Iowa State... Good, good year to this point. Oklahoma State, A minus. <laughs> After a 33 to 7 loss to UAB, I'm giving you an A minus. You don't have a quarterback. You have three and none at the same time. You have Ollie Gordon, though. You lean on him. The season has already been turned around. Oklahoma State exceeding expectations uh, from a lot of people this year. And you're going to help me on that little prop that I gave you the over under on wins. Like five and a half, I hit the over. Thank you. Mwah. TCU, a C. Dude, you went to the national championship game. I know you just beat BYU, but you've struggled through Big 12 play. It's a C for TCU. That Colorado loss looks worse and worse now. I get you couldn't prepare for that team. You didn't know what was coming. Just a C season. Kansas, B. I don't know. How much more do you want me to unpack this? This is just, it's been a B year for Kansas. It's good, you know. B is good for you. This is a football school now, if you want it to be. Kansas sits, as we speak, at 2-2 two and two in conference, 5-2 and two overall. The expectation's high in Lawrence. This has been a B performance. You should have beaten Oklahoma State. You were the favorite in that game, top 25 team. West Virginia, your coach was so stupid fire. It was so over for you. A minus. Yeah. Would have been an A plus. Then you lost to Houston. That was bad. But I expected you to lose to a lot more than Houston. I expected you to lose to Houston and pretty much everybody else on your schedule not named Duquesne. You have shocked everybody still. And you're in that hunt for the Big 12 championship. You're 2-1, which isn't bad, through six games. West Virginia, A. You're in the A range at an A-. Neil Brown, still probably fired at the end of the year. Uh, but you know what? You've been fun to watch. BYU, I'm giving you a B plus. The defense has been so much improved. Aside from that TCU game, that's one that you hate, but a road win against an SEC opponent is awesome. Uh, you tore through Cincinnati. To this point, I think a lot of people had BYU in that 2-4 and four range. 
So the fact that BYU is instead at four and two, I've been impressed with that. Give me BYU at a B plus, at a B plus, because they have made the best adjustment of any of the new teams. That earns you in that B territory. Texas Tech, again, three and four, sub 500, not expected. C minus. C minus on your report card. And these report cards are about to get a little scathing. You have been not good in comparison to what you should have been. I know injuries have been a part of that, but Tyler Shuck, when he was when he was healthy, not that good. Baron Morton went healthy, not that good. Taj Brooks, why didn't you use Taj Brooks this week? I, Joey McGuire's making some coaching decisions that Zach Kittley's making some coaching decisions that don't make sense in my brain. C minus for Texas Tech, a team that I had in Arlington has been disappointing at three and four. Houston, C, bad, bad adjustment to the power five. Not looking good. You got that win to keep you out of the F territory. It's a, just a standard C for Houston. C for Cougars. Good job, guys. Proud is a word that I would use after that win against West Virginia. Proud of Houston for not completely rolling over and finding a way. Uh, UCF, C minus. You should be at the B, B plus territory right now, but you just kind of crap the bed. You can't win a Big 12 game. You should have beaten Baylor. You should have been more competitive against Kansas. You were a favorite in that game. C minus for UCF. You need John Rice Plumley back. This has been a really tough adjustment for Gus Malzahn. The fans don't seem as engaged as I expected them to be. Uh, what happened to that 2017 National Championship energy? What happened to this world-beating energy? Tough. Cincinnati. F plus. Aha. Uh-huh. I'm going to invent a new letter. F plus for Cincinnati. All-American on the defensive line. Emory Jones looked so crisp early in the season, and then you just have not really been competitive in the Big 12 since then. F-plus for Cincy. Baylor, the Baylor Bears, you get the square F. F for Baylor. That's not even being harsh. You've had a Big 12 Power 5 roster. You already had all the recruits for the Power 5, and you've looked like a group of five team, like one of these new teams in the Big 12 this year. 14 false starts in the first three games. Couldn't put it together. Couldn't win games. You have the one UCF win. Huzzah. But aside from one quarter this season, everything's been terrible under a fourth-year head coach who won the Sugar Bowl and the Big 12 championship. Inexcusable. Those are the grades. It is A-plus for Oklahoma, A for Texas, B-minus Kansas State, B-plus Iowa State, Oklahoma State at A-minus, TCU, C, Kansas, B, West Virginia, serviceable A-minus, BYU, B-plus, Texas Tech, C-minus, Houston, C, UCF, C-minus, Cincinnati, F-plus, and Baylor, F. What should your team's grade be? Comment that below. Subscribe, and I'll shave my head. 10,000 by January 1st. Coming up, Wazoo, Oregon State. What? On Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors. I was going to the uh, motor shop. No, I was going to the tire tire place down the street the other day. They were like, hi, buddy, you're going to need you to have some new shocks. And I was like, ah, it doesn't sound very right. So I took it to the Strong Automotive down in China Spring, Texas. And he was like, yeah, yeah man, 125,000 miles. You should look some new shocks. Luckily, I went to eBay Motors, and they are much cheaper than what the tire place tried to charge me. Passion, drive, patience. That brings home the winning trophy with eBay Motors. You've got superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. 122 million parts. Number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for with eBay Guaranteed Fit. And if 
you do not. If it does not fit your ride, you will get your money back. eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you will need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. That is eBay Motors. Visit them online today. So a new development with Oregon State and Washington State, this coming from Jim Williams, who is very well connected with sources. And I want to preface this before I get into what these these rumors are. I don't follow as much of like the, the Brett McMurphy stuff. McMurphy, I, I think, is a very reputable source. You should certainly go with him, but he's usually second. <laughs> I, one thing that I've noticed, and he's really good, he's really good, but I've seen him you know, put out a lot of like the Seth Davis-Gonzaga thing. He put it out, quoting Seth Davis. He was behind the eight ball on Colorado coming in and, and Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. He just he wasn't ahead of the punch here. So he's very good at, at being a, um, a filter for information, Brett McMurphy is. And I, I think he's so valuable in the sports world. I love his stuff. I love his interviews. But I also love these sources who are really digging in the, the backwoods, back, the, the, the blue-collar weeds, Jim Williams being one of them saying high-ranking sources familiar with the American Conference confirmed that no member will be leaving to join a newly formed Pac-2+. So there's no American team, no Memphis saying, all right, you know what, fine, we're going to go join Oregon State, Washington State. Jim says, all sources with both or- also sources with both Oregon State and Washington State confirm they hope, once the lawsuit is over, to join either the ACC or the Big 12. There is a realm, there's a certain, there's, there's certainly a realm where Oregon State, Washington State are in the ACC here in a couple months. This lawsuit thing will not be over for another month or more. So it's going to be a little bit before we start talking heavy, hot and heavy conversations about these two teams being in the Power Five. But if the AAC, the American Conference, does not want to expand out West, if Right now, the Mountain West Pack to the, the weird relegation thing they were discussing or that merger is not getting anywhere. Those two teams can't be independent. We're staring down the barrel of, of options where Washington State's market from a, a TV standpoint is too good to leave on the cutting room floor. Oregon State's recent success doesn't hurt it, while football wins on the football field in one or two seasons or even three seasons will not guarantee you a spot in a conference moving forward. It doesn't hurt these two teams with especially the pull that Washington state has with Schultz on the college football playoff committee. He can vote everything down. It has to be unanimous. He can make all the pull, all the strings, Oregon state following right behind them. They're in this together. They're in this pack together, pun intended pack. It points toward them being power five. We talked about the money. We talked about how all this works out. And now with sources saying that Washington State and Oregon State have have made it clear they intend to join either the ACC or the Big 12. There are hopes to join the ACC or the Big 12. I asked you, I posed the question to you because I know there are a lot of West Virginia fans, UCF fans. There are fans of even a Baylor or an Oklahoma State. Do you want this? Hmm? Oregon State and Washington State, they obviously want it. They're very passionate, blue-collar fan bases. They fit the Big Big 12 well. I think much better than the ACC. 
maybe you you could look and say, hey, if you want to have a true, if you want to truly vet the teams coming into the Big Twelve and make sure they are prominent brands, you're waiting on a on a, a Louisville or a a Pitt that might not have the TV viewership of a, of a Washington State, but you just want to. That's what you want to do is you want to hold out and wait for the Eastern Eastward expansion, and then you throw Washington State, Oregon State into the ACC, and then go from there. Could understand it from my perspective culturally. Since we've already added teams to the West, we're trying to get ahead of this whole super conference thing and become one of the three super conferences. It is wise to look at what these teams could bring to the Big 12. There's value for these teams in the Big 12. I don't think it's unwise to at least explore the idea of bringing these two in. And within 90 days, 90 days, I think these these talks are going to heat up. Brett Yormark's going to at least explore the option, especially if a Fox and ESPN forces the hand and says, hey, look, here's what we could do money-wise if you bring these two schools in. Travel's not an issue. Brett Yormark couldn't give a crap less about travel. He cares about money. I'm with him, 100%. If tomorrow he gets a call from Oregon, this is all it would never happen, obviously, but Oregon calls, like, you know what? We're pissed off at the Big Ten. We want to come to the Big 12. Boom, going to happen immediately. It's not going to be like, oh, well, travel's kind of tough, right? I know, obviously, there are too many contracts for that to be a reality. What I'm saying is, this travel thing, if, it, if there's money coming to the Big 12, that's not going to be a hindrance. That's not going to be a hindrance. I don't know, man. I'm with Jim Williams here. I like the Brett McMurphys. I like the Ross Dellingers. I like the big guys. But a lot of times, you get some really quality stuff from dudes who are just in the, in the thick of this, in the fire day to day. I like this. This could be a thing. Big 12, Washington State, Oregon State. We've been talking about it for a month. If those sources, if those, if those two teams are intent on being in the ACC or the Big, the Big 12, I'm sure they'll fight, fight hard to get there. Maybe it happens. Come back tomorrow. We'll do some stuff. Huh. I'm locked on Big. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. This has been, it always will be, locked on 10,000 subscribers by January 1st, and I will shave my head to a buzz cut. I'll buzz my head. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. Doce Grande.